All right, what is going on, everybody? Uh, a few minutes past the hour here. Sorry for the late start. Uh, Jesse will be joining us shortly, we think. So uh, hopefully, yes, it is 824. It is Kobe Bryant Day. Dan has his, or Sully has his uh, 24 jersey. So uh, we're definitely looking forward to celebrating that with a great show. Uh, before we get started with any of what's going to happen, let's get into our super highlight video. And maybe when we get back from it, we'll have another host. We'll see. <laughs> What's going on, everybody? Mm. Since Jesse's not on the screen, I'm your host, Wayne G, joined, as always, <laughs> by Sully. <laughs> what's good? What's good, y'all? What's popping? Yeah, sometimes, Jesse. Um, sometimes, Jesse. If he feels like making it, you know what I mean? Yeah, let's see if he gets on here. Uh, in the meantime, just obviously how we start our show, we love to talk about the fact that you are watching us live on Facebook. This is every Monday and Wednesday we are live on Facebook, either on the RTF page or on the um, Infinity Sports page. We also have a YouTube channel, so you can find our YouTube channel. We're live there right now as well. So three different places to catch us live. And if you do – actually, tomorrow – I'm actually going to pull up the graphics here since I've been working on them and I've been – complaining about them for a little while <laughs> finally got so, these going finally got them going here tuesdays and thursdays 1 p.m eastern time on the rtfsportsnetwork.com you can also find us on itunes spotify and stitcher and if you want to watch the video which i highly recommend we do have a youtube channel and the shows are on there so we click over here and there's our third host hey what's <laughs> popping fam sorry fellas sorry about that yeah, hey. man, it's cool. I get it. You know, commitment and, you know, punctuality. Who cares about those things, right? Fashionably late. Yeah, every other episode I'm sitting here wearing a shirt and tie. But, yeah, <laughs> punctuality and professionalism. Yeah, exactly. So if you want to reach out to us, we are interactive. You can find us on Facebook at Infinity Sports Podcast, Instagram at Infinity Sports Podcast, Twitter at Sports Infinity 5, and on our website, www.infinitysportspodcast.com. If you go there, it has links to all of our social media and YouTube. It has our emails, so you can email us directly. You can email the show. It has the show email. So definitely, you know, hit us up with any questions or whatnot that you have. Well, uh, I didn't sign no waiver for that, Wayne. What, what What's going on? with you, You're just giving away my personal information like yeah. that, huh? Dan's social security <laughs> number is also on there. Yeah, um, like Jesus. <laughs> Now, if you visit the website, www.infinitysportspodcast.com, we do have a store up now. That's something new. I didn't expect to get that up for a little while, but there is great merchandise, including 12 is greater than nine apparel, which hey, everyone you got, that, you got that up pretty fast, Wayne. I did. Yeah. Everyone's been asking for the 12 is greater than nine. I, I literally, I'm not even joking. I had like seven or eight requests right off the bat before I even started the, the page. Like, hey, where can I get a 12 is greater than nine shirt? I said, well, I'll, I'll put shirts, I'll put long sleeves, hoodies, zip-ups, everything, and we'll do the regular Infinity logo as well. If we come up with anything else catchy to say, you know, maybe like a T-shirt says, the news. <laughs> to be fair. <laughs> to be fair. <laughs> we can do a whole bunch of them. So uh, definitely visit the site. You can buy all that stuff. Uh, they ship it to your house. It's drop shipping, so it doesn't come to us. And then we have to ship it out to you. It goes straight to you. So, you know, pick your sizes and, and have fun with it. Now, Pick your poison. So... As usual, we have a great show, and some of the things we're going to be talking about here, we are not going to Matt Damon, Jesse, this week. We are going to do Hall of Fame, NBA edition. Uh, we are going to do an Infinity Five, which is fast food related. That should be fun. And the first thing we're going to do is kind of a long segment, because a lot's been happening since the last week that we were on or so. So let's kick things off with the news. <laughs> All right, so just like last week, I do want to point out that the 
uh, beef is still going on between Tubi Blunt and Infinity Sports. It has not ended. It has not wavered at all. And we thought since Sal decided to take some shots at us on his show in retaliation to what we were saying about him, although his shots were very weak, to say the least. Uh, I was going to ask Wayne, did they even respond? Yeah, they did. They came on and he was like, I'm not even going to say the show's name. And, you know, they were saying something about us, but I'm not going to bring it up. And I'm like, okay, this is weak. Like, that's what what we expect. So I thought, you know, given how weak the response was and how much we've just been pounding them, I should put together a nice campaign ad, right, about why people (laughs) should not be voting or watching that dumpster fire of a show and should be watching. People aren't sick of political ads. Exactly. Yeah. So political ads are great. I made up one here. Please bear with me. This is our political ad about the internet beef currently going on. Sal Peasy Pugilaris, a man who lies about his radio experience, a man who lies about the number of views he gets every week, a man who has struggled with second grade math since he was in the second grade. When choosing your podcast this year, choose not to listen to Sal Pujoliris' dumpster fire. I'm Wayne G, and I approve this message. There we go. I don't know how you can argue with that. (laughs) Bruh, that was so good. I'm so happy right now. That was so good. That was legitimately funny, and I'm really (laughs) glad you did it. Uh, I mean, the show is terrible. Uh, Let's be real. But, uh, I mean, yeah, that just makes it even better. Yeah, for sure. And, and one of the things, uh, like I said, I, I, wouldn't wanna, I didn't want to skip over some of the things that people might have missed. Obviously, we got some images here. Sal's experience in radio when he says he has radio experience. He was a janitor at WTIC, 1080 in Connecticut. <laughs> this is his badge. So apparently, since he uh, knows how to use a plunger, he is good at giving advice on shows. He's like Drake. He started from the bottom, and now he's here. I guess. <laughs> Apparently, this is here for Sal. And then, of course, we had uh, his second grade homework here. We can see he misspelled his name at first, and so we had to erase that. And it uh, looks like he got them all right, except for 12 is great. He has nine is greater than 12. So the teacher here says, no, Sal, 12 is greater than nine. Um, so I understand <laughs> that. That makes, that makes sense now. That makes yep. total sense. For all you RTF listeners that uh, – this may be the last time you hear us on RTF because that <laughs> was really, really good buddies with Michael, uh, and uh, he has a really good knack for crying. So, although Mike and Mike, us- <laughs> go ahead. Mike and Mike in the man hours seem to seem to you know agree that twelve is greater than nine. So you know, well, well we they didn't they, they didn't fail math. They may fail language arts, but they didn't fail math. Now. I have my This Day in Sports history because it is the news, and I don't know that was the first bit of news, and it kind of like everything else is kind of a downer from here, I guess. But we do have uh, This Day in History. Uh, we'll go through them today. Obviously, 824, it's Kobe Bryant Day. Sully's wearing his Lakers jersey. Um, you know, obviously, great to see the Lakers tonight. are going to be wearing the Black Mamba jerseys in yeah. honor. So I hope they get the win, you know, in those jerseys. What's the question? Did somebody, Jesse, do you know the spread tonight? Uh, I do not. All right, go on then. I'll figure it out. Because whatever it is, I'm telling you, folks, take 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 the spread. They're 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 crushing the Blazers tonight. If they lose on Mama, there's no way in hell LeBron's got that mentality. He's not losing on Mama Day. Nope. Better not. And on uh, August 20th is where I kind of started back. 1915. Uh, I was reading about this trade in Major League Baseball. The Chicago White Sox sent Robert Roth, Larry Chapel, Ed Klepfer, and thirty one thousand five hundred dollars. In a trade, and I thought, well, who did they trade for? The Cleveland Indians, Joe Jackson, right? Now, obviously, Shoeless Joe Jackson, one of the great all-timers, should be in the Hall of Fame. But I thought, wow, they gave up a lot. Back then, I mean, I think just players were players. It isn't like you were trading Barry Bonds for somebody. You were just trading, like, a body for a body. And so they gave up three guys in cash to get Joe Jackson. So I decided to look at how he did in Cleveland before he went to the White Sox. And he hit 387, 408, 395, 373. And he had four consecutive seasons over 1,000 OPS. Yeah, Joe Jackson was sneaky good. And people just, you know, don't remember, I think, how great he was because of the scandal. But, I mean, the guy was incredibly talented. Oh, yeah. 
Yeah, for sure. And I see we are joined by our friends over at Triple Shot Sports. They love the political <laughs> Adam Gibson. <laughs> hey, we like it, boys. We like it. Um, so that was Joe Jackson, August 20th, 1974. Nolan Ryan throws a pitch recorded at 162 kilometers per hour. It works out to 100.4 miles per hour, which when you compare it to like a Raldis Chapman doesn't seem that big of a deal. But just the fact that back in the 70s and basically through the 90s when he was 45 years old, he was still hitting 102, 101 on the radar gun. Yeah, that kind of gas back then was I'm sure it was unreal to even be at the plate. I mean, it, it kind of just I think more supports our, our the theory that uh, if guys were actually throwing 199 back then, that they'd have the same kind of strikeout numbers, and they don't. So, we've got uh, Dwight Gooden, 1985, becomes <clears throat> the first pitcher ever in the National League to start his first two years with 200 Ks. And I thought that was a win. Like 1985, 200 Ks for your first two years. Like I know it's an obscure statistic, but the fact that in 1984 he became the 11th rookie to get 200 Ks. So that means the other 10 guys didn't get 200 strikeouts the second season. I mean, 200 Ks is a lot. It's not, you know, it's, it's, it's not just a number to not be sniffed at, you know, it's kind of the benchmark for like a, a great kind of strikeout pitcher on a season. So it, I, I, I do think that's kind of crazy that it had never been hit, but I mean, it's also not like an extremely easy thing to do. Those of a triple shot sports, that campaign video just gained my vote better than the <laughs> Yahoo's we have running for office now. Well, that ain't no lie either. We're, we're in a we're in a rock and a hard place right now, folks. So. <laughs> um, we have August twentieth, nineteen ninety one. Dan Marino tops Joe Montana in salary by signing a five year, twenty five million dollar extension. I know it's. Uh, I'm not going to spend a lot of time talking about how money has increased since then. But what I do want to talk about is. In my opinion, and this is a tough one, right? Is Joe Montana prior to Brady? Everyone's Montana's the best quarterback of all time. I honestly think that Dan Marino was a better quarterback than Joe Montana. He didn't win the Super Bowls, but as a pure pocket passer, I think he's twice what Montana was. I think that's two different things, though. I think a better quarterback and a more talented quarterback are kind of two different things. Uh, and personally, like, cause I think Aaron Rodgers is probably the most talented thrower we've ever seen of the football, but I don't think he's the best quarterback of all time. So I, I don't know. I, I get your point though. I, I really do. I think Joe Montana gets a lot of hype for being on those, those crazy winning teams. Um, and then, I mean, you talk about help. That guy had a lot of help. So uh, I, I can totally understand your argument. There's a couple uh, NBA players that come to mind when I think of guys that don't have championships, uh, like Barkley, Ewing, um, Malone. And then there's certainly a couple NFL players that are right up there as far as they don't have a ring, um, but they're still amongst the, the greatest of all time. You know, Marino and Moss are right up there. Marino yeah. not having one is, is a travesty, though. I mean, I, I think it's such a shame. Sounds like the Dolphins are going to have fans, Sully. Yeah, it looks like 13,000, man. That's, I don't know. Like, what the fuck? So then they're going to be the next Cardinals. They'll go four weeks without a game. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's like, what is happening? All right. August 20th, 2000, Tiger Woods becomes the first person to win three majors in a calendar year since Ben Hogan. He would then win the Masters the following year to win the Tiger Slam. I, I don't count it as a Grand Slam. I, I think Tiger Slam is fine, but it's not a Grand Slam. You got to do all four in one calendar year, I think. Sounds like a gentleman's sweep. Yeah, it's, it's four in a row, but it's not a slam. Fancy way of season, saying I missed one. Yeah, I agree. It's a shame that that he never got one, like technically. But yeah, you can't really count it. Like you can call it a Tiger Slam, but it's not an actual Grand Slam. Well, the only person I believe to win a Grand Slam in a calendar year is Bobby Jones. But back then, it was the amateur, the U.S. amateur, the U.S. Open, the British amateur, the British Open. Mm-hmm. So uh, eh. I know it's a little different, you know. But it, it's all we can go by. But I mean. Don't get me wrong, winning the three is just still stupid insane. I mean, that's so hard to do. Now, another uh, Nolan Ryan statistic in 1989, August 21st, he records his 5,000th strikeout. It was Ricky Henderson was the victim. And obviously, Ricky Henderson, quite the Hall of Famer himself. But again, 5,000 strikeouts. I argue all the time with people about Nolan Ryan, and I think that, you know, people are like, oh, he's not even a top 20 pitcher of all time and things like that. I'm like, the guy. I understand he walked a lot of guys, but he struck out a lot of guys. He won a lot of games. He lost a lot of games. But at the end of the day, I, I would have no problem whatsoever putting Nolan Ryan on the mound in the game seven. It's a longevity machine. 
Yeah, he he was a longevity machine. Uh, he also gave up a lot of runs. Um, you know, I, and that's a product of letting people on base and then throwing really hard and then people hitting home runs. Um, I understand that. And don't get me wrong. I think he's, I think he's an extremely talented pitcher. I, I mean, not in the top 20 is insane. I, I could, I could maybe understand the argument for not top 10, but I mean, I probably have him in my 10. So I, I, I get it both ways, to be honest with you. I think there are a lot of talented pitchers out there. I'm going to take Johnson, Maddox, Pedro way before I take Nolan Ryan. Way before Bob Gibson, too, honestly, before I take Nolan Ryan. So. Yeah, give me give me Pedro on the mound, uh, game seven. Well, and Koufax, too, and we talk about Koufax. Yeah, he we, a, he's kind of like the anti-Nolan Ryan with the fact that he, he has such a short career, yeah. you know, but dominated but for when he played. The peak was so high, you know what I mean, that it's it, he's his, he was so fucking dominant. Is he the best Dodger pitcher of all time? Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, I just – Kershaw's playoff legacy is going to hurt him a lot. And and that's I think where his issue comes in, uh, and where Koufax is still going to stay on top. Problem with him is a game seven. You don't know which identity is showing up. So yeah, if you don't know he's going to walk eleven guys, exactly. he's going to strike out seventeen. And, and that's kind of and and I agree completely with with triple shot there. I mean, you don't know really what you're going to get with Nolan. Yeah, you could get that ace boon coon, but you also could get the guy who's going to walk seven and you know, give up six and four innings. You know what I mean? So T- TSS bringing the knowledge. So we, we got to know that's Chad. <laughs> <laughs> so Chad. That's why the show is called shots fired. That's why the episode is called. <laughs> <laughs> so my uh, next thing is actually the guy that Nolan Ryan was kind of nicknamed after Nolan Ryan was the express. Walter Johnson was the train because he was the guy that could throw hundred miles per hour back way back in the day. And so on August 21st uh, or August 22nd, yeah, a hundred miles an hour. Yeah. Uh, 1942. Walter Wayne Johnson, was there to see it. Sully. I was, yeah, I it firsthand. I caught him. Uh, Walter Johnson uh, pitches against Babe Ruth in a pregame, kind of like a, you know, a undercard. Uh, he pitches to Babe Ruth in front of 69,000 people. They raise $80,000 for the uh, army Navy relief fund. So kind of a cool thing there. Uh, I mean, that's quite the matchup. Walter Johnson versus Babe Ruth. They're, it's in the 40s, so they're both well over their prime, but that's pretty solid. I was going to actually ask you where they were yeah. in their, their peaks or, or their careers. Yeah, I think yeah, they would have both had to have been 50 at that point, honestly. Well, no, not in 42. I mean, Ruth was probably right around 40. Um, but I'm just saying, like, that's interesting to me even because I think of, like, imagine – if they did an undercard like that for baseball now where you had to say, hey, guys, before the game, if you tune in like 15 minutes before the game, you know, uh, we got Greg Maddox pitching to Barry Bonds. I'll watch that. Oh, yeah. yeah I'd watch that yeah. too. Um, let's see. 1993, uh, David Justice and Fred McGriff uh, go back-to-back in the same game. So twice. So, so that's kind of cool. Yeah. Justice hits a home run. McGriff hits a home run. A couple of innings later, Justice hits a home run. McGriff hits a home run. This isn't McGriff's um, nickname, like Crime Dog, or yeah, buddy. Yeah. he was a Tampa Bay Ray for a little while. Yeah. Solid yeah. player, Under, a pretty underrated player. I think he has five hundred oh, career home runs. Yeah, oh, yeah, extremely underrated player. I mean, you never hear him talked about with the greats. And I mean, I don't think he is, you know, that upper echelon guy. But I do think he's extremely underrated. Uh, let's see here. You got some great lighting, Sully. Ah, oh, thank you, man. I appreciate that. <laughs> Uh, yes. I think it's glaring the forehead a bit, but everything does. So. Uh, I'm, I'm like right under the sun right now. <laughs> so yesterday was uh, Kobe Bryant's uh, birthday, so he would have been 42. He's a year older than I am. Um, so obviously, I think we all still feel it, especially with Kobe Bryant Day being the following day, 824. Um, so definitely uh, kind of surreal. We won't spend too much time on it. I will go into something that Sully should know. Uh, August 24th, it's today, 1989. Pete Rose is banned for life from Major League Baseball. Yeah. And, you know, unfortunately, as we all know, he's still – see, yeah, he, I was going to say, they were about 50. Thank you, Chad, coming in again, man. <laughs> <laughs> I think Chad should do the power rankings for baseball. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, more Cubs up there? Uh, you know, and unfortunately, you know, he's still – yeah, bam. Chad, on oh, the money. Thank you, buddy. Bam, get out of here. Um, and by the way, he triple shot sports let us know that Babe Ruth was uh 47 and Walter Johnson was 49. 
Yeah, for those of you not watching but listening. <laughs> yes, for those of you not watching but listening, you know, non-visual cues. Nicely done, uh, Yeah, I got you guys. Yeah, Pete Rose is still banned. And honestly, like, you know, like we said with, with Joe Jackson, you know, it's a shame. You know, uh, for, hopefully, you know, it's eventually changed. You can't have the hit king not in the Hall of Fame. I just, It's just a shame. Regardless of how I feel about the guy, it's still it's a bummer. If he's not in, none of these Astros get in. It, right. None of these steroid guys get in. Like, it just doesn't make sense. None of these greeny guys should have got in. Like, I don't know. It's just whatever. Slippery slope. And what better on Kobe Bryant Day, 824, than to be reminded that the disappointing, horrible embarrassment that was the 2004 Olympic basketball team was redeemed in 2008 on August 24th by adding Kobe Bryant and winning the gold medal to beat Spain. Hell yeah. And the Gasol brothers, too, who he was super close to. So, that, that yeah, been a, a heated final. Oh, I'm sure that, that's a good Spain team, too. The, the Gasol brothers, oh, yeah. Rubio, um, I think probably Carlos Arroyo or something. Some of those guys, no, are, Carlos Arroyo is Argentinian, isn't he? Is, yeah, yeah, yeah. I could be wrong, but <laughs> now getting into some of the sports news, we have I wanted to start off with the NHL because we oh, do have yeah, the NHL. Let's, let's do that, Wayne. Let's let's start uh, with the Bruins, buddy. Yes, I have uh, the Bruins actually second, but that's fine. The Bruins win 1-0 in Tampa Bay. Um, mm, mm. They're three to two. Two or three to two. I'm sorry, they're up 1-0. Okay. Yes, that's right. So they're up 1-0 in Tampa Bay. Obviously, you're the Bruins fan, Jesse. Uh, Sully's the Tampa Bay fan. Uh, I'm the basketball fan. So fan. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it, it was a really, really good game. Um, you know, again, not having Tuka coming into the series. So Triple Shot Sports says, how do you let a guy like Ty Cobbin and say your moral line is drawn at Pete Rose? Yeah, agreed. I mean, it, you know, again, we could talk about that for a long, long time. Uh, Ty Cobb, a known racist and a piece of shit and was out there genuinely hurting teammate or players, and, and yet he's in. Uh, and then Pete Rose bet on his own team to win a game. But, you know, anyway, go on, Jesse, about Boston. Yeah, man. So uh, getting to uh, last night's game, uh, I would, you know, had my eyeballs on the screen. I thought it was a really, really good game. Uh, you know, Victor Hedman certainly showed up uh, for the Lightning. You know, he ended up uh, pouring in two goals for the Bolts. But, uh, you know, Pasta did what he did. It was great to see him back on the ice. Um, he's one of the better scorers in the entire league. So Bruins took that early lead. They took it down in Tampa because during that round robin for reseeding, they actually went from the first seat down to the fourth seat. So um, they ended up taking that game, uh, I say down in Tampa, but um, what was considered to be, you know, Tampa's home game. But, uh, you know, good start to the series. I know, Sully, you were watching. Yeah, there's no real home ice, but, yeah, I get it. Um, I, yeah, I was watching, and I, like Jesse said, it was a great game. Uh, you know, Boston special teams, you know, played well for them. They they scored, you know, I, I believe I remember correctly, all three goals were on the power play. Um, yeah. So, you know – you know, Lightning came back strong, and again, you know, I'm I'm not really too disappointed with how we played. Yes, we lost, but you know, to come back the way we did, Boston was on their heels at the end of that game. Uh, we could have very well tied it and and taken that into overtime. And if we just tighten up and don't allow the special teams goals, I think we'll be all right. Um, honestly, I think the bigger shocker was Dallas putting a hurting on Colorado. Um, Colorado was so hot. I mean, that team was lightning on fire. They were, they couldn't miss the goal for, for the uh, first round of the series. And then Dallas came in and Dallas is not a notoriously high scoring team and put it on them. Um, I did not see that at all. I honestly thought Colorado may get out of there with a sweep. Obviously that's not going to happen. So I thought that was pretty shocking. Um, Vegas doing Vegas things, just putting the hurting on the Canucks. That's going to be a sweep. Yeah, that's going to be a sweep. Five goals uh, ain't no joke. Uh, Vegas is really good. Um, uh, you know, it's really good. You know, I, I, I made a power rankings for RTF uh, where I had uh, Tampa 1 and Colorado 2, and then uh, both of them lose. And then uh, uh, Vegas, you know, looks completely dominant. And, uh, you know, they're just such a deep team. They play such good hockey in general, just such good team hockey. They're going to be tough to beat. Uh, I'm really excited to see tonight's uh, matchup. Uh, the Flyers uh, is going to is an interesting team to watch. Uh, they had a they didn't have the easiest time with the Canadians. Carter Hart got pulled in game two, um, but then they they were able to to get out of there. So I, I'm interested to see where they go from here. Yeah, you know the five nothing game. Uh, you know Vegas. Uh, you know you, you look at the goal scored and you think, wow, what an amazing offense. But their goalie had a standout game too. And oh then, yeah. Again, in the, the Bruins-Lightning game, for a 3-2, you wouldn't think, oh, man, the goalies did great. 
some of the you know some of the saves that these both these goalies made i thought were, were crazy i mean there was a, a span there where uh, halak was dancing on his head so um i, I really i'm really having fun with playoff hockey we both predicted it's, it's going to be one of the better times you know we're going to have right now yeah for sure i mean you know i i said boston was going to be in a little trouble with no tuka rask and uh, halak standing on his head right now and playing great hockey uh, i mean he's gonna have to keep that going obviously and, and like you said the offensive chances are going to come in today's game. The, every team right now, especially, I mean, they they score, and and that's kind of a consistent theme, with exception of Dallas usually. Uh, but they they score and they score at a high clip. Uh, Vancouver too, and so Vegas to hold Vancouver to a shutout, like you mentioned, that was that was nuts. So I'm really excited. It's it's so much fun. It's it's the best. It's literally the best moment in sports. Triple shot says, "Gotta run, Sully and Wayne. Keep doing your thing. You guys have a great show." <laughs> 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 yeah. what a dick uh that was the last bit of uh hockey news that i had it wasn't playoff related i had um no shot a- jesse no i mean i'm sure he's gonna go prep for his show but all his shows suck <laughs> <laughs> so the uh, is that I saw that Ovechkin and the Capitals were at an impasse on a new contract or an extension or something like that. Yeah, and somebody said something to the effect of this: "Well, could the possibility exist of him going to Pittsburgh and playing on the same line as Malkin and Crosby?" I mean, I I guess I don't. I'd have to look at the cap situation. I don't know it in depth right now. I don't know where Pittsburgh is and things like that, um, and how money strapped. Fear. Skippy there, Sully. Uh, we back? Yeah, you got you back. Oh, right. um, I would think they – I mean, like, I, I don't know what I was heard, but, you know, hockey, a lot of things can happen. You could move money around, um, and they could possibly make it happen. That would be insanely scary. It would be obviously be kind of a one- to two-year run. Um, all three of them are in the – twilight of their careers but i still think i mean that's obviously the scariest line in hockey if they're all healthy now getting away from hockey i figured getting to some baseball more bad news for jesse the red Sox become the first team to lose 20 games in the season and their payroll is still 177 million dollars so i'm seeing all these red Sox fans i'm not a huge red Sox fan i mean i'll root for them if they're on tv but i don't really care one way or the other but I see all these fans going bananas and we got to blow it up. We got to start trading everybody and, and trying to get prospects in here. And I'm like, dude, it's a shortened season. Like you're lucky to even have a season. If we didn't have a season, would you be saying that? Like who cares? I lost 20 games, whatever. Yeah. I think that if anybody came into this season, whether it was a shorter season or a regular 182 game season, uh, 162, sorry. Um, no matter what, the Red Sox weren't going to be going for first in the division. They weren't going to be going for a title. I mean, people, you know, had to look at this team and, and the makeup of the team and know that we weren't going for a championship this season. So uh, I think, you know, losing Mookie should have kind of been a huge flag for some people to know. Let, let's lower expectations. So we have some young guys now. We have Verdugo, who's actually doing pretty well. We actually got him in the Mookie Betts trade. Um, you know, we're going to see some other young kids come up in, in the works. But like you said, there's no reason for majority of those fans to be, you know, bursting at the seams now for anybody to be blowing it up. I think Blowing it up is what got them in the sticky position in the first place. And now, yeah. while you're at while you're at it, while the Sox are last in the division, who's first, Sully? Yeah, that's goddamn right. They are. Uh, Tampa Bay Rays are baby. Let's go. Um, yeah, no, I agree. Boston's just in a rough spot. I mean, they uh, they unfortunately have uh, a very high payroll, and it's not paying off. Uh, their pitching is awful. I mean, their pitching is really bad. Uh, and and that's just got them in. Maybe there's some poor weather in Florida. That's all he didn't yeah. let us know about. No, that. Yep, skipped again. <laughs> all right, we here. Yep, oh, yeah, yeah. Sure. Yeah, we do have two hurricanes in the Gulf of Mexico. If you haven't heard, it's the first time ever in the history of the world that that has happened. Um, so yeah, that's pretty gnarly. Now they're both just ones tropical storms. It's not a big deal, but yeah, it's still pretty crazy. Uh, so that could be affecting my Wi-Fi. I apologize, but Boston's pitching staff is atrocious. Uh, it's just bad. I'm glad Jesse mentioned any real Boston fan 
and took a look at their roster and thought they were going to make a run when you looked at the Yankees roster or the Rays roster uh, and thought they were actually going to make a run in that division was not so. Uh, the Rays pitching staff and bullpen is insanely good and insanely deep. The Yankees lineup is stupid good. Uh, and, and their pitching staff is, is elite at the top. So, I, I mean, I just don't under, you know, yeah, Boston losing 20 is kind of surprising, but at the same time, like, you know, this essentially was a rebuilding year. Don't go blow up what you got. Continue to the path. You got Alex Verdugo who looks like a stud. I mean, the guy looks incredibly talented for one. He's a defensive ace. And he's and he's he's hitting the ball very well. You know he's got it. I think a three sixty on base percentage, which you know for a rookie, you, I mean you love that. <clears throat> Excuse me. So I, I think they're trending, you know, the wrong way, kind of in the season, but the right way overall. So they just got to find pitching. I, I I do agree there. They got to find some pitching. I did look at the payroll and I was trying to figure out who was sucking up all of the money in the payroll. And basically, I'm actually Chris Sale at 30 million. But when I got to Dustin Pedroia at 14 million a year, it's like I think he's only got like 17 or 18 more years left on that deal, though. Yeah, just a couple. <laughs> so, so bad. Baseball deals are so bad when like you. That's why, like, don't get me wrong. Everybody knows I I love Mike Trout. You can't sign guys for 12 years. What happens if Mike Trout dies tomorrow? Like, you know, not literally, but you know what I'm saying. Like, and it's just you know you can't be tied in for this that kind of money for that long to these guys. I'm actually glad you brought up Mike Trout because the Angels also have lost 20 games. Uh, so you know they're 11 games behind in that division, the last in the division. Is Trout wasting away in Anaheim? Oh, yeah. I mean, he's he's Barry Sanders. He's Calvin Johnson. He's Dan Marino at this point. Uh, I, it's just, I don't know. I thought Joe Madden would be able to to put a solid ball club around him. And, I, I mean, it, it looked like they had decent talent around him. But, again, the pitching staff is letting him down. So Yeah, because, I mean, at 9 and 20, guys, we're halfway through the 60-game season right now. Yeah. So, I mean, you, you, these teams know who they are at this point. If if Mike Trout never wins a ship, but but stays on his same like war career path and 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 stats career path, is he the best of all time? Sure, why not? Barry Bonds didn't win a ring. Yeah, okay. I just wanted to check how you how you felt. Yeah, ring, rings weigh differently in different sports. I feel. I, I agree. I think baseball rings are a little different just because it's such a team sport. Yeah, and and but individual accolades are so heavily important. So it's, it's really weird in, 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 you know, in the, in that sport. Now looking through the standings, I saw obviously the Rays are in first place. The twins are in first place. What I love about the twins in first place is they have one of my favorite players. We talk about underrated players. How about Nelson Cruz leading the major league baseball in OPS switch hit power. Every time I see this guy come up as a free agent, I'm like, man, somebody should sign this guy. And he ends up getting like a one or two year deal for 10 million per I'm like, this guy just rakes. That's what he does. That's all he does. I can't believe he's still in the league. But, yeah, I mean, he is just doing what he does. Well, that's why every year everybody thinks, well, this is going to be the year he doesn't rake. And, you know, because he is – I'm pretty sure he's 36 now. Yeah, he's getting up there. And so it's like, you know, eventually you got to think the guy's going to not rake. But, I mean, it's baseball. And all he does is get up there and hit, and then he sits down. And then he gets up and he hits, and he sits down. He's literally a career DH. He, I, I, like, so I don't know. I, I, I'd sign the guy. Like, like Wayne says, all he does is rake. The guy just mashes the baseball. Did you guys see that the Dodgers are the only team to not lose a series so far? Oh, I didn't see that. It's an interesting yeah, I thought, statistic. I thought, thought that was pretty neat. Yeah, for uh, an odd statistic guy like you, Wayne, you know, them being, you know, again, halfway through their season, they've yet to lose a series. Yeah, that's pretty cool. They're so I, good. They are, and, and I know that they're number one in Brandon's power rankings, um, which I guess, you know, the Dodgers, they should be. Uh, the team that actually surprised me in their uh, division is actually the the Padres at 18 and 12. What a really good young team. And, and I mean, this is a team that I think is going to be some trouble, you know, in a full season, you know, with that lineup. I mean, they're just so good. I mean, 18 and 12, if they were not in the, uh, the West, they'd be the second place team in the National League. Yeah, they've been amazing so far. It's not just that one news blip that we saw with Fernando Tatis that, you know, should be getting them, uh, you know, eyeballs on the screen. You know, the Padres are doing amazing things. I think they're the first team ever to hit four grand slams or have four games with four grand slams, uh, grand slam in each. So uh, really an awesome young team. I think this is kind of what 
some of us have predicted the Braves to do. Um, the Braves aren't doing this hot in their own division, so the Padres are doing really uh, amazing, above expectations. Fernando Tatis is just everything you want when you watch baseball. He's so fun to watch. He He's crushing the ball. He plays insane defense. Did you see that catch he had on Carlos Correa's shallow fly ball in left field? I say shallow. It literally – it's it's a left fielder's catch. Like, he makes that play nine times out of ten. Fernando Tatis is out there making a leaping, like, over the head. It was so sick. And he makes it look just routine. And he's also mashing grand slams. He's stealing third, up 6 nothing. I love it. I love it. Uh, they're they're good. I mean, they're talented. Manny Machado. Everybody forgets how great really Manny Machado can be and was at one point, and he's playing kind of that way again. It, they're they're so much fun to watch. I, I I'm I'm loving every second of that. Now the uh, getting into the NBA. Uh, I predicted my power rankings for the NBA going into the playoffs. Even I had guys from work because they know we do the podcast. They tune in. They're, they're hitting me up. They're like Wayne because they're all Celtics fans, right? And I'm a Lakers fan, but they're like, Hey, Wayne, you know uh, what? What do you think the Celtics are going to do in the series against Philadelphia? I said they're going to win four one. And they're like, you know, well, you know, even when the Hayward got hurt, I'm like, Yeah, I would say four one. I sweep four one. I don't think they lose more than a game. Um, and then they come out and sweep Philadelphia, which is what they should have done. I mean. I keep saying it, and I can't say it enough. They are the best coached team in the NBA playoffs right now. Brad Stevens is the best coach in the NBA playoffs, and he's got that young team that's completely bought into the system that's super athletic but plays in control. Teams that athletic don't play that much in control. It's just this is a team who's to be reckoned with, and my next prediction is 4-2 over the Raptors. It's not even going to be a great series. I think the Celtics are going to beat the Raptors 4-2. I think you're out of your mind at that point. I think you're uh, getting a little skip Bayless, a little ahead of yourself. But I think when you're looking at the 76ers squad, you know, they were Simmons list. Uh, Al Horford has been a shell of himself ever, ever since he signed with that team. Uh, so the Celtics should have done what they did against the 76ers. Uh, but we saw what the Raptors did, um, you know, and, and they've got a great depth. Uh, they've got a really good young coach as well. Um, I mean, I'm not going to put them up there with Brad Stevens yet, but, um, Brad Stevens is really the best coach to not win anything yet. Uh, so, I mean, I think it's going to be a much better series than we saw for both teams last series, but ain't no way you're seeing a 4-2 win for the Celtics. I think you're, it's going seven games, and I, I don't see any way the Celtics win this series. I don't know if I'd go that far. I think I think it's going seven, and I, if flip a coin, who's ever going to – I think at this point it's it's a – kind of toss-up series i'm waiting for something to change the series you know somebody gets hurt yeah somebody gets hurt something's gonna happen that's gonna that's gonna flip the series one way or the other because right now they're just i mean there's evenly matched as it gets i think the teams are perfectly set up to have battles honestly just banging battles i think it's gonna be a lot of fun uh i'm really 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 excited i don't see any way it goes four two in either case um, unless a, a giant injury happens, but I love it. I'm more interested to, to to hear why you have the Lakers at eight. Oh, just I mean they looked because again I did my rankings back on I think it was Sunday we do them. Uh, oh, yesterday Sunday, but um, so I, maybe I did them on Saturday. But anyways, the point is that they would lost to the Blazers. They just didn't look great. And I was like, ah, let me go through all these playoff teams. And I had just eight teams that were up in their series or that weren't losing their series. Um, and they were, uh, of all the teams, I had them eighth. Now, they looked a lot better the last couple games, obviously, with, you know, Anthony Davis is a machine. You know, I think that, you know, like you said, they're probably going to win tonight. We're in the Mamba Black, so there's no way they lose this game. They go up 3-1. It's a different story. Next week, my power ranking is going to be a lot different. I still probably am going to have the Celtics at one unless they take a beating on Thursday, but I don't think they are. I think they're going to come out and win that first game. Miami's 3-0 and against the Pacers. I mean, I don't really think the Pacers are anything special without Oladipo, so yeah. uh, nothing special there. The Bucks and the Magic, again, the Bucks look so bad that game one. They're a lot better than probably where I had them ranked, but they just look so bad. I couldn't put them there, you know? And Did they uh, win Rockets today? Th- What's that? Did the Bucks win today? I know they were. Playing I don't. When I did my rundown here. It was like in the afternoon, so I'm not sure how the afternoon games went. Um, I do know that uh, again. The the big thing, obviously, the Clippers were the team that was supposed to potentially dethrone these Lakers, right? Going out, getting Paul George, and all of a sudden, I actually have another video clip for us. And this happened. Was it yesterday? Last night. Denny Smith to inbound. Back to Doncic. Doncic pulls up, three-pointer, bang, bang, it's good, Doncic wins the game at the buzzer. 
superstar. Bang! Bang! I've said it before and I'll say it again. If you're starting a team right now and you, you take Giannis or you take Luca number one over Giannis every time, it's not even a question. So not, not just those two and like comparing those two, but I saw uh, a post. I, I don't remember where, so I so I can't give the correct person credit, but it was the NBA is trying so hard to market Zion as the face of the NBA, yet Zion has already taken that throne. Like he is the new face of the NBA. Like when LeBron decides to set sail. Luca is that man. I mean, he's already becoming that man. I mean, the things he's doing in this series, the things he's doing in, in his NBA, young NBA career is just bananas. I mean, in this series, he's averaging 32 points, 11 rebounds, and 9.7 assists. That's nuts. And he's yeah, 21. Against the Clippers, who everybody thought, look at this deep team. You know, Kawhi's not even turned it on yet. They're, they're a surefire team to get to the Western Conference Finals or the Finals. Oh man, Luca's got different plans, you know, and and Porzingis hasn't been any slouch either, man. They've been fun to watch. Those two together are a problem. Oh yeah, they're a problem. And it's not just them. I I had mentioned this on, on another thread to somebody. I said, you know, what the Mavericks need to do to win this series and to continue winning is those role players have to step up, which they have. One of my favorite underrated players is Trey Burke. Oh, I yeah. loved him at Michigan, and then he went to the Jazz. He had kind of a disappointing career because he was like a top fifteen pick or something like that. Mm-hmm. But he can shoot from deep like nobody's business. And so when you've got Porzingis covered and you've got a double team Luca, it's guys like Trey Burke who got to step up and hit those threes. Seth Curry. Uh, it's just Luca's decision-making is just, it's scary. Good. I I mean, it's just, it's scary. Good. He's able to find guys when he's double and triple teamed. And then yet he's able to, to know also when to be physical, like the play at the end of the game where he ties it, where he takes it to the hoop spins and then makes that lay. I mean, that's just so good. Oh God. He's good. Well, the big thing too is he looks oh, like he's having fun. He's having yeah. a good time out there. By the way, the Bucks did win. Yeah, I know. In a in a in a timeout, um, like with twenty seconds left, thirty seconds left, they, there's a clip of him playing the bottle toss game where he's tossing <laughs> a bottle, trying to. And there's literally it's like a timeout in overtime, or like right before overtime. It's like, what are you doing? It's so crazy. Wayne, you didn't mention it, but that game winner and and that entire game last night was played on a bum ankle. I mean, the game before he had rolled his ankle and he couldn't finish the game. I mean, he was frustrated as all get out. So this last game where he put up, you know, this amazing stat line and had that game-winning shot, he did that on – it certainly wasn't 100%. Well, Cortisone's amazing. Yeah, it sure is. He felt it later. Cortisone <laughs> and tape are wonderful, man, I promise. They can do uh, a lot of things. If, if I can momentarily, I know you were kind of questioning Wayne on why he had the Lakers so far down. You know, no KCP um, or production and no uh, Danny Green production. You know, two guys who really should be able to space out the floor for those guys and hit threes. They just haven't done it so far in the playoffs. No, I, I hear. I mean, they they've been playing much better. KCP was four or six, you know, and scored. I think it was like twenty the other night. So, I, I mean, I get it. it. It may have been the game after Wayne released his rankings. I completely understand that. I really just wanted to know why he had him at eight. You know, I, I think his own team. Yeah, well, not just that. I mean, I do think they they're still. I understand they looked bad in that one game, but I mean, they looked really good in game two. So. Now, and then, of course, in the NBA, the big news that happened, we had the draft. Oops, wrong one. That's Brandon's crappy ring user. Um, <laughs> the, uh, <laughs> uh, the big news here is we have the NBA draft lottery. The Timberwolves get the first overall pick. The Warriors get number two. Hornets, Bulls, Cavs, Hawks, Pistons, Knicks, Wizards, Suns, Spurs, Kings, Pelicans, Celtics. Now, I'm really intrigued to see what the Warriors do it to. Are they going to keep that pick? Are they going to trade that pick for more veterans? I think they keep it. I do. I think that they keep, they draft James Wiseman out of Memphis. He's a seven foot, you know, modern day center, and that's one position where they don't have a you know. I mean, we got Javale McGee. He's with the Lakers, so I, I don't even know who their starting center is. You could bring in a guy like James Wiseman. He could start right away. I think they trade it. You know, they're just they're not in a position to have a guy like that and kind of slowly let a guy come in. I mean, even though James Wiseman was you know, really good at, at Memphis. That doesn't mean he's ready to step in and, and take part of a championship-like atmosphere in Golden State. I think they're going to trade it and try and get more assets, whether it be future for when Steph and Clay aren't there or they may tinker around some more. But uh, I, I don't know what they're going to do. Yeah, I, I think I think they're kind of in a tough spot. I, I, if Giannis gets kind of bounced here in this next series, I think he may leave. And then he's got a shot to go to the Warriors, I think. Uh, they'd have to get quite an impressive package, and I don't think number two is going to do it. Um, 
Uh, all right. We lost Jesse for a bit. Hopefully he's okay. Um, and we lost uh, – uh, but I agree with you, Wayne. I think James Wiseman is a perfect fit for what they're trying to do. Uh, I think he's able to spread the floor enough that, you know, and, and be a threat that he can, you know, work in that team. And yet he's also still like a dynamic defender and things like that. I think, I think it's a really good fit. Um, you know, unfortunately there's like, I think three kind of elite prospects and, uh, LaMelo ball. And then Anthony Edwards, I think being at the top and I don't think they're going to get Edwards and I don't think LaMelo fits their, their, their team. So I, I think Wiseman is just the best choice. I think so. And if they do trade the team, like you're saying, what kind of offer could they make for Giannis? I, the one I'd seen thrown out there was the number two in Andrew Wiggins, um, at least as a starter, you know, and then probably, probably some, you know, protected picks or something like that you know, thrown in to kind of like sweeten the deal. All right. Still there. If I lose you too, I'm doing a solo show. All right, so Sully's frozen up a little bit. Uh, he'll let us know when he gets back. That is the NBA draft. The other thing I thought was interesting in the NBA draft was the uh, you know the the Celtics at fourteen. Uh, I think that's kind of a cool spot because it is the Grizzlies pick, and the Celtics get another chance to add yet another role player type, you know, player to the team that's going to help out. And I think that. I'm interested to see what they all do. So very cool with the NBA draft coming up. I do want to use this opportunity to tell you guys that we are going to have an NBA scout on the show Wednesday. Um, he scouts primarily up in the, the great North of Canada, and he's going to be giving us some advice on, you know, who he thinks who's going to go where scouting players, what to look for, what he looks for when he scouts players. So it's going to be a really good interview. I think on Wednesday with this uh, NBA scout to kind of really get dig deep, especially this close to the draft. It's always frozen. He was here for a second. Uh, there he is. No? All right. Well, with the NBA uh, done, I did want to get into the NFL. I wanted to kind of check with these guys about the their take on the NFL preseason, uh, the, the competitions. The one that's kicking me in the rear end, because I think everybody knows that I have been pitching since day one that Jarrett Stidham is going to win that starting job and lead the team, and all of a sudden – Cam Newton's looking like the Cam Newton of old, and he could end up just taking that spot from Stidham. Yeah, I don't think Stidham's playing, bro. Uh, it doesn't look that way. I mean, unfortunately, so from a lot of like the inside, I guess, information is that a lot of the coaches feel like Stidham is milking this injury and he just doesn't want to get out there and compete or something like that. I don't know. Uh, I don't know how much truth there is to that. But nonetheless, Cam Newton's going out there and he's performing. And, you know, a team's going to rally around a guy like Cam Newton if he's, you know, kind of playing the way that he does um, because, you know, he's a fun guy to play with. Uh, he, you know, is electric and he's loud. Hey, perfect timing, Jesse. Just as uh, Dan freezes up, i get you back. Yeah, sorry about that, guys. My phone was trying to call like three different people. It's really on the fritz, so. I, I had to turn it off. Hey, no worries. Uh, we were just talking about, obviously, Cam Newton. Uh, looks like he's going to win the starting job from Stidham. Yeah, I mean, I saw a report that, you know, it's it's uh, nobody's job yet. Um, we know Belichick. He's not going to name somebody until he absolutely needs to. Um, but, you know, we know McDaniels and how he likes to play with toys. So he's never had, you know, a fun toy quarterback like this guy. I know he drafted Tim Tebow back in the day. So it, it doesn't surprise me that he's going to end up getting those first-team snaps. Well, I think uh, I'm all in with what uh, Jesse's mom is saying here, which is I've learned to trust Bill. And Bill, we trust. I mean, we say it all the time. Like, you can't go to whatever it is, 19 out of 20 division titles or something stupid and be like, well, this is the year, though, that he screwed the team. Like, he doesn't screw the team. Like, he puts you in a position every year. I mean, you guys uh, – not so still some technical difficulties with Sully. <laughs> it, it makes me think of a question I heard on the radio, Wayne. Uh, do you think – Heat waves should be named just like hurricanes are. Heat waves have some high uh, kill counts as well. So, well, I think they could just name them all Wayne because I am fire. Ah. <laughs> oh, because oh, there's Sully. He's out of here. He's yeah, going to get out. Going to get some <laughs> pastrami. I think he's going to grab the uh, his modem and get it closer to him. Um, 
Uh, you know what? And, and, and I'm kind of sad you, that he's not. You, you can Matt Damon me if you want to do it. I, I, I was just going to say we're going to have to Matt Damon you again because we got to get to the Infinity Five. We got like 10 minutes, nine minutes left in the show. So. That's understandable. I'm, I'm actually really excited about the Infinity Five. So once he gets his act together, uh, this is one of my more favorite ones. And uh, for you fans, uh, I know my mom was watching. I told her about it as I was leaving to uh, come to my buddy's studio. Uh, all you friends out there, uh, you've definitely eaten at a fast food joint. And if you haven't, Close this right now and don't continue to watch us. Uh, but our Infinity Five is your favorite fast food items. Well, and, of course, uh, go ahead, Wayne. I was like, we have to have a video intro to the Infinity Five. Oh, let's see it, buddy. Now, don't give me any lip. It's just a quarter, and look how much more you get. I said no. It's just 25 cents. Hey, listen, guy. He doesn't want it. I can handle this, Ramathorn. I don't want it. Right. Uh, beverage? Give me a uh, liter of cola. A what? A liter of cola. Liter of cola. Do we make liter of cola? Will you just order a large farva? I don't want a large farva. I want a goddamn liter of cola. I don't know what that is. Liter is French. For give me some fucking cola before I break loose. <laughs> fucking <lip. laughs> All right, all right, relax. <laughs> can confirm. Can confirm that that is the French translation. And maybe one of my favorite clips in that movie, which is the leader of Cole. I don't know how many times I say that. Oh, I love that movie. Shenanigans, man. I don't want a large farva. Let's <laughs> get a large farva. I think wait, 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 wait. Real quick. So Jesse got Matt Damon again, right? He Absolutely. did. Yes. <laughs> While why you were figuring your shit out, wait. Like, you know, I'm actually mad that he's not here for this, but uh, we're going to Matt Damon him again. So. The, the Hall of Famer not segment, it will happen. You know, I'm going to end up just wearing it as a t shirt someday. You know? uh, it's my own so little funny. personal campaign for us to talk about these guys. So uh, we're going to skip it and we're going to jump right into our favorite fast food items. And folks, whether it be Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, or on our website, let us know what your favorite five are. All right, so who wants to go first with their number five? I'm going to go first. Um, my number five um, is uh, maybe a little off the wall here. Um, it's uh, the only item like this on my list, and uh, it's the old Dairy Queen Blizzard, baby. All right. I like it. Uh, I got a Dairy Queen next to my house. I eat about 16 a week. Um, yeah, buddy. <laughs> no, I don't, but I like it. Uh, my number one is the Burger King original chicken sandwich, the long one. Yep, the, 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 the oval, the oval one. Oh yeah, that's my I number five. We, <laughs> we, may, we may see that later. It's the pepperiness of that is. Oh, it's moist, buddy. It's moist. Yeah, don't it's don't get me started. It's it's coming soon. <laughs> I like that uh, sandwich for sure. My number five is actually a Burger King item as well. I got the onion rings, and, and I'm gonna tell you something. I hate onions. Hate them. And so when I get my Whopper at Burger King, I'm always like, no onions. Take the onions off. Like, what would you like for a side? Onion rings. <laughs> the onion rings are so the shit. Oh, that yeah. rodeo burger too, man. And again, if we're the doing rodeo burgers, chicks, cast. I, I'd have thrown the rodeo right on the bottom there. That rounded out. Mm. All right. So, four, so my number four is that original chicken sandwich from Burger King. You know, it's it's my mom was actually a manager of Burger King for uh, a short period of time um, when I was in school, and my brother and I would walk from school down to go see her every day after school. And you know, I probably got that six days out of seven um and uh, i love that sandwich like you know like sully said it's you know season of perfection it's it's moist when you take a bite uh sometimes they did that italian version where they threw like the thick piece of cheese and the marinara on it as well um not my favorite but that original baby that's that's the best chicken sandwich in the game all right and uh sully how about you what do you got for four uh arby's curly fries okay i think they're the best fries in the game i love them they're so good. I, I don't know how Arby's stays in business, but I fucking love their, their French fries. So my number they, one they fry, yeah, my number one fry, which it didn't make my list. I actually have uh, Wendy's. I like that soggy kind of fry. I don't like Ugh. the crispy fries. Like you like so day like, old fries? Ugh. Yeah, yeah, I love that. And now, I've never been to Chick-fil-A, but I heard the waffle fries are sick at Chick-fil-A. Oh, I missed out yesterday. Yeah. You know, my buddy Chris and I went to uh, the Nashua Mall here in New Hampshire, and of course, they're not open on Sundays, so... Missed out on the Chick Fil A. <laughs> now, I have my number. 
My number four, yes, is the Subway Meatball Sub. I always get provolone cheese on it. Yeah, it's great. You cut it in half. It's so easy. Now, I like a lot of Subway subs. My favorite is probably actually the Subway Milk because it's got the ham and the turkey and the bacon on it. It's so good. But there's something about the classic meatball. Just a couple meatballs, drizzle some sauce, shake some of the cheese, provolone. Don't don't, uh, put it in the microwave. Just give it to me like that. If we had a Subway Infinity 5, the meatball would be on there for me as well, you know. Uh, and I do some uh, some weird shit, um, and uh, I throw mayonnaise on that meatball sub. But uh, <laughs> my number, my number, go my ahead. Mom actually has a Chalupa Taco Bell amusement park fried dough made into a taco. That's not fast food. You can't get fried dough at a fast yeah, food. Yeah, get, get out of here. Just disqualified. <laughs> That's a technical foul. Uh, You're number, number three. My number three here, I'm staying with chicken, and I'm going to actually go to that redhead. I'm going to go with the spicy chicken nuggets over at Wendy's. Uh, I get me a 20 piece. I'll go. I'll get me a 40 piece. Um, but those are the best spicy nuggets in the game. Yeah, my number three, I'm going to stay chicken too, and it's going to be a theme, baby. Uh, the spicy chicken sandwich from Checkers. Uh, those two for threes, baby. Mm, that's much. It's rallies, I think, to you guys. We don't even uh, have either of those up here. You don't have either of those. Oh, you guys are missing out, man. Oh my God, they're so good. Uh, yeah, spicy chicken sandwich from Checkers. Yeah, nothing spicy for me at all. Uh, I have the lowest tolerance of any human being. I think when it comes oh, to spice, to the point that I'm even talking spice. That forget chili. You know, I'm saying like pepper. If you put too much pepper on something, I start sweating like Patrick Ewing in the second quarter. Just like oh, wow. and sweat. Oh, wow. pepper on. If I have at least, I mean at least a tablespoon of pepper in everything I cook. Wayne thinks mayonnaise is spicy, people. <laughs> uh, so my number two is nope, uh, nope. Wayne's hey, number three. Oh, my bad, my, my bad. My Chill bad. out there, Chief. Um, <clears throat> I did see that your mom had said that the uh, the five dollar foot long is back. I do know that. Trust me. Oh, uh, <laughs> Subway is the worst sub you could ever eat. Um, my number three is chicken ish. I actually have KFC coleslaw. I love the coleslaw slide side. My uh, my wife actually picks them up tonight because we had uh, pulled chicken and we took that coleslaw and slap it on top for the sandwich. So good. It's my favorite coleslaw in the world. You just went to KFC to buy the coleslaw. Just to get the coleslaw. <laughs> <laughs> That's classic. I mean, it is one of the best coleslaws out there. Um, and uh, so my number two here is uh, I'm going to stay with KFC, and it's the famous bowl. Uh, you know, let's get the KFC, the mash, the gravy, the corn. Um, it hits all the the, the Jabus uh, pyramid of food there, so I love it. My number two is – uh, shocker, the spicy chicken sandwich from Chick-fil-A. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, I fucking love chicken sandwiches. They're my favorite thing on the planet. Give me chicken burgers. Uh, and I think Chick-fil-A does the best one. The fact that Chick-fil-A doesn't have spicy chicken nuggets is the biggest travesty known to mankind. I don't know who's running their marketing team. You're failing your job. Now, in the fast food chicken market, the Infinity Sports versus To Be Blunt has got to be Chick-fil-A versus Popeye's chicken sandwich. Have you oh, had both? Yeah, I've had both. Uh, Popeye's doesn't hold the care, doesn't carry the weight. Popeye's entire chicken sandwich is dependent on the sauce they have, and then it can make the sandwich like soggy. And it's Chick-fil-A; it's the breading, and you put nothing on it, and that sandwich is perfect. Yeah. Well, my number two is the double Whopper. So if there's anything better than a Whopper, it's a double Whopper. And I remember back in the day, they used to actually like cut it in half because you couldn't eat one. You'd like <laughs> slice it in half for you. So they'd wrap it, cut it in half, and then wrap it again. Um, and that's my favorite. I get lettuce, tomato, mayo, hold the onions, but give me some onion rings. And uh, yeah, it's just fantastic. The only downside to the Whopper, and I learned this, Whopper versus Big Mac, I think the Whopper beats it out. But the Big Mac doesn't give you those burps. Like you burp up a Whopper all day long after you eat one. Well, like that's the Big it. Mac doesn't give you that. That's that flame grilledness, brother. It's delicious. Yeah. Uh, so my number one, and uh, I, I just gonna come to no shock, is the baconator. Uh, <laughs> give me some patties and some bacon, baby. You know, let's. let's I don't know uh, who's in charge of their marketing department, but a plus. Mine is the uh, cheesy gordita crunch from uh, Taco Bell. I just think it's the best thing ever made. Yeah. Uh, in the history of anything, honestly, I'll eat twenty six. I actually just got some of those and the the chalupas a couple of days ago. Yeah, they, ruined, they ruined me though. Yeah. Well, my number one is going to be the McDonald's twenty piece chicken nugget. It is nice. just so good. 
and I get the sweet and sour sauce. I always tell them four because they're like, hey, what do you want for sauce? I say four sweet and sour. So give me fucking three because they always give you three if you don't ask. Like, give me I four sweet nugget. and sour. Yeah, whatever. And just dip them, just soak them in that sauce and just so good. See, I oh, would man. say I, I know you don't have a tolerance for, for hot. I'm telling you, go hot mustard and sweet and sour, bro. It'll change your life. It's so good. It's so Mix good. Yeah, I take I take a dunk in the hot mustard first, then you dunk it in the in the sweet and sour. Or yeah, and then that way the sweet and sour is on on the outside, and you don't get that hot mustard right on your tongue. All right, and that is our five favorite Infinity Fives. Everybody's favorite segment. Just want to kind of close things out a little bit, and these guys will talk about it. Definitely visit the website, everybody. Um, it is up. It is www.infinitysportspodcast.com. Check it out. All of the blogs that. I have written the one that Jesse wrote with me and that Dan will someday write with me um, <laughs> do appear on the blog page of the website. And like I said, there is a store support the show, pick up some infinity sports stuff, pick up the 12 is greater than nine. It's going to be a limited time. I'm going to take them down. We're going to have a new catchphrase, the Matt Damon thing or something like that. But uh, the, get the 12 is greater than nine while it's still available. Absolutely. I can't wait to get me some merchandise with the infinity sports logo on there. I'm super proud of uh, the sports and the show in general but wayne for putting uh that w- website together oh so Dan, Dan was gonna say something but uh he's just frozen now so we'll end things off with uh not with kenny but um i think we should ask uh, hey uh mr janitor um what do you say it's over buddy the, the battle is over